0: Dr. Nurse family, welcome to the podcast episode this week. Thanks for tuning in. I took a whole month off to get ready for the birth of my little one. I needed that space and I'm so glad I took the time. But now I'm back and I am ready to share an episode with Dr. Aisha Allen. She is a DNP with a specialty in nurse anesthesia. Her doctorate work focused on healthcare providers, implicit bias and pain disparities that come from them. Dr. Allen originally took to social media to encourage nurses to pursue advanced practice degrees, and while she still does that, she's also dedicated her platform to helping nurses achieve wealth away from the bedside. This conversation is going to challenge how you look at your career in life. I want you to walk away thinking about your career conversations differently and how to level up your life. I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and man, it feels good to be back. Small update, I'm having the baby in probably about a week, so the podcast episode should be rolling out as I am on maternity leave. I might be changing the podcast from airing on Monday to airing on Wednesdays, so just stay tuned for a possible change in the launch day. And if you want to support the podcast and all the work that goes into it, find me on Patreon. It takes so much time and effort to produce the podcast and any help you could throw my way would be so appreciated. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Dr. Nurse Podcast. Welcome to another episode. And today we have on Aisha Allen. She is a CRNA DNP doctor, and she started with her BSN in 2013, started her nursing career in the step-down unit in Virginia Beach, and then six months later, jumped into the cardiac surgery ICU, where she started her journey to become a nurse anesthesiologist or a nurse anesthetist. No, wait, a nurse anesthetist, Right.
1: You had it right though. The new term is anesthesiologist, so you go ahead.
0: You're oh, right. excuse me, excuse that's, me, nurse. I didn't want to be. Oh my goodness, you guys are getting called nurse and anesthesiologist. Oh my gosh, that is so ba. That is so ba.
1: Now, but like we can some <sighs> <That's> other conversation.
0: <laughs> oh my! I thought I read it wrong. I was like, I read it no. wrong. No, that You're I ready. love that. Okay, so she originally took to social media to encourage nurses to pursue advanced practice degrees and has started to get kind of metamorphosis her platform into get wealth, step away from the bedside, come back to the bedside as a nurse that's not burned out or broke or tired because you have been able to kind of generate your own revenue side hustles. We've been
1: wanting to talk and
0: I'm so glad to talk to her. Thanks for coming on today.
1: I'm like, you're really good at this. I just have to say, like, you're freaking good at this. I love it. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> girl i'm pregnant don't make me cry okay because so like, it's
0: cool we can let it go let it flow <laughs> i'm on the edge always i'm like oh my gosh don't say that. <laughs> so again i've introduced you but tell my
1: listeners yeah. again how
0: you kind of see your role and
1: mm-hmm. how you view what you do on a day-to-day basis yeah so by trade nurse anesthesiologist my role is to meet a patient and in five minutes, gain their trust enough for them to let me put them to sleep, feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're gonna have anxiety and to trust me enough to watch every single heartbeat, every breath that they take, every bat of their eyelash and wake them up and send them home to their family. And yes, that's, and that's I It's not a small that, deal. It's not a small deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get, they see my platform just the bedside and I make money as a CRNA and they forget what I actually do for that income. And if I only cared about the money, I would not be good at my job. So I just want yeah. to say that. So that's yeah. how I look at my job. I love it. It's an investment I'm becoming a CRNA, three years of not working unless you build income. And that's kind of where I learned, I felt that shift of like, oh, wait, They really wanted me to go to school without any income, which some people do because, you know, you get loans and it's an investment. You can pay it back. But yeah, as a nurse anesthesiologist, just like nurses, we are the crux of healthcare. Surgeries do not start without the anesthesia. So, you know, you hear all this blame anesthesia, this blame anesthesia, that, you know, we kind of just laugh, ha ha ha, because like you wouldn't be cutting into this patient if they're not comfortable. You know, who do you call when your patients impact you in in a lot of pain? You call pain doctors. so, I love my job that way. And I have now found even a renewed passion because I just left the military. So, it's been the last three years. I earned a scholarship to the Air Force. If anyone doesn't know me, I am all about strategy. I will make a move to bust a move. And so, I joined the eight, I got an HPSP scholarship to pay for my tuition, my, my nurse seizure tuition. And so, you owe back, yeah, you owe back active duty time three years, but like, and three years, I'm, it, I blinked and it was done. And so I served three years, traveled the world, lived in Japan, just got back here in October. I put myself in a position to be where I am right now, which is I'm not working until 2023 of March, after my birthday. And when I go back, I'm working two days a week. I posted a picture about that, You know, an email that I got. They're like, hey, how many days, you, are you gonna be working full-time or part-time? Part-time, ma'am. <laughs> two days a week. And I'll be working with kids. We were talking about that briefly. I'll be working in pediatric dental. And yeah. And so my nursing career kind of metamorphed into this experience where I'm at now being like, oh no, I'm going to work two days a week because I make good money. Yes. I love what I do. Yes. I'll be working with Medicare Medicaid patients. So I'm not getting paid very well. If you ask a CRNA about my salary, they'd be like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like that's nothing. Uh, But it's because of the short-term rentals, the real estate, all the other things that I've dabbled in where I'm like, oh, I got income coming other places. I don't have to sell my soul and sell my time to the highest bidder if I don't want to. So that's where I am right now. (laughs) I love that.
0: I love that because what you're describing is working out of overflow and out of passion. Instead of working out of necessity and working out of a sense of obligation to the bills or the things that you've got to pay for, right? So you've got all these liabilities pulling your money away. You're like, no, I've invested in assets, which is now giving me my time back, right? And mm-hmm. that is the currency. You can't pay. You can't buy you that You
1: can't. Currency. This is the piece that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I investing, like I invested in number one, though, in the greatest asset that I know is me yes like and so everyone listening to this podcast most of us are probably nurses or going to become a nurse you have done that already you have invested in your greatest asset yourself and so now you have a very stable job i know my platform is all about ditch the bedside but i wouldn't be here without nursing like i need to set that straight like nursing changed my life and if ish hit the fan today I would go back and be a bedside nurse and I would hit the floor if I needed to I have no qualms about it it's a crazy skill set to have bedside office Amazon's probably about to hire you know bedside nurses soon <laughs> like this, this is, is a, this is a skill that. and a True. trade that you can't touch True. yeah and so yeah. I'm like this podcast where we're talking about like stepping outside of bedside to me it's like It's deeper. I know, like I mentioned, I just came from Japan. There's this term called Ishigaki. What's it mean? I know. So it means life's work. And I talk about this in my courses. We have been brought up in a capitalistic system, and I will not sit here and be like, ooh, capitalism's bad. Like, we need money to live. I I can have a conversation another day. But we have conditioned ourselves and been brought into a system where our life's work is nursing it's an accountant it's being an analyst it's all the things that we go to work to create and generate income for somebody else and the term and about Ishigaki is what is your life's mission actually that is your life's work so for me it's building wealth within our communities, not to be rich and flashy and get a Bentley and a Rolls Royce, but to build enough wealth so that we can actually pursue life's work. And all of ours are are different. So what your life's work may be to just be the best mom that you can and stay home and to go to work two days a week and care for the world. And that's your life's work. And you get to spend more time doing that. For me, it's showing people what life can be. That's my life's work. But if I am stuck in necessity and stuck in needing to bring income home to my family, then there's this chart I'll send it to you. Maybe you can post it somewhere. There's this chart that yeah, shows, yeah, so there's a chart where it has the work that the world needs the work that you love, the life's work that you love, something that brings you income. And there's four quadrants. I can't remember off the top of my head what the fourth one is. And yeah. a lot of us stay in the quadrant where it's what makes us money. Now, when, when you move towards the center of this chart, you're at the center of what makes you money, what the world needs, what you love doing, and what's you know good for the world. Yeah. But nurses, and this is why I love working with nurses, we already, every day we walk, wake up and go to work we are doing what the world needs, but we're so far over and, and doing what makes us money. So we're on yeah. one half of the chart. Yeah. I want to try to get us to the center of it and where we are doing a lot of the things that we love and that can generate us income and what the world needs. But nurses, we already have two, two or four checked out. Yeah, we don't, there's so people good. who wish and strive and wake up and say, I don't feel fulfilled because I'm not doing anything for the world. Cause uh, Humans are fulfilled by service. Yeah. And so we have that already. And so I want to move us to the life's work. What sets us on fire? What do we love doing? What would not feel like work? And we briefly talked about this before. I think the closer we get to that, you would have nurses being happy to skip into work because they're fulfilled outside of it imagine yes. going to work and everyone's everyone's working two days, three days a week with smiles on their faces. It would be lit. I think yes. everyone, like, it would be amazing. Obviously you got to get the for-profit hospital systems in order, but yeah. So just that's where I'm at on this mission. Aside from building businesses and things and real estate. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that whole diatribe that you just
0: shared, but basically saying, hey, listen, like I want us to be in the middle of underst- of, of knowing what we love, doing what brings joy, bring, brings a service to the world, what we're passionate yeah. about. I want it yeah. to help us bring money because it's, it's unrealistic to say that we we don't need money or people don't need to work for profit. I think there's something about greed that I have found as I've gotten older that I'm just like, well, that's just greedy. Like, you know, mm. when somebody comes and takes like You know, when I went sugar treating with my kid, he took one piece of candy from everybody's, it was so Mm. precious, one piece. And I was like, they were like, no, 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 take more. And he was like. Nope, i'm okay i'm content with just the one and where did he get that from i don't know where he got i think it's my husband he's so chill he's my husband is so like content so like parenting though i think it is it's the parenting right and so i was so proud of him my little mama heart was so full because i was noticing he wasn't that kid that was like oh they're taking it and just you know (laughs) he wasn't being greedy and so i think you can get what you need and other people have different levels of need right like some people want certain things or they, mm, they need huge. certain things. And okay, fine. I think that's okay. Get what you feel like you need. But I think to a certain degree, the greed is what's turning people off to certain concepts of capitalism, mm. where it's like, okay, that is just greedy. Like, come on, man. You're just taking advantage of people's yes. vulnerabilities. Those types of things bother me about it. But I do Agree. look and go, it's unrealistic to say that we don't need these things to be able to live and to provide to for live. families. Especially
1: where we live. So right. Yes, Let's keep it real. We live in the United States. Yeah. Most of us, I mean, I'm sure you have listeners all over the world. But I do it's crazy. If you know yes. what you know about the United States, if you step out your house, it's expensive. <laughs> yes, and you it's know? only getting
0: more expensive
1: with it's... inflation. And I mean, I went and
0: saw a carton of eggs. The same eggs I bought like not even six months ago, they've gone up two dollars. I was like,
1: this is crazy, like... disturbing. Which is why I have chickens
0: like <laughs> oh, that's, that's a whole nother podcast for another day girl i, I know I know I know. I know I know that my is so stuff.
1: great oh I my mean, gosh i, that's I, I refuse, for me. if there's a person that refuses to get like beat up over the head by a, a capitalistic society is me and sometimes it's my detriment but like we have chickens back here in the city of durham north carolina and <laughs> not paying those prices honey <laughs> i don't blame you no they're probably
0: cleaner eggs too man you can get the chickens out there in the sun living their best life scavenging
1: and their eggs are beautiful. i mean they, they are, are like wild the sun. they're animals they are free range i will say that they fly over the fences free
0: rage cage free they're all the pigs free <laughs>
1: they really are <laughs> You're about even your chickens are free, girl. Even your chickens are free. You're like, everybody's free. Even my chickens are free. Free at last. They're free. My chickens are free. Okay. And I wish that on everybody. That is so
0: funny. So tell me a little bit about what you were doing on the side to be able to go two days a week. Because I know there's a nurse out there that's like, okay, wait a minute. What did you do? Because I'm having Mm -hmm. to do four days and I want 2 or I'm having to do five. How do I get down to where you are? Take me through your process yeah. and how you started investing in yourself with your DNP and then just kind of moved into, all right, I want to set myself free from the grind and do the stuff yeah. that I'm passionate about. What did you say the, the term was in Japanese? Ishigaki. Ishigaki. I want to get that. Oh, ishigaki. sorry.
1: Wow. My brain. So I, I'm going to say this. I just got over COVID y'all. I'm like, oh, it's okay. What did you, yeah. what are you, is it different? It's icky guy. Ikigai. Ishi- okay. Ikigai. Ishigaki is my favorite island of Japan. Y'all <laughs> it's called Ikigai. There's a book. Ikigai. Okay. I K I Ikigai. So life's the work. Okay. got a beautiful island off in Japan, so I'm just impressed with your Japanese, <sighs> so don't worry, you're good. Oh, girl, I do not. I know like <laughs> the I know how to order food and I know <laughs> how to say hello and goodnight. Okay, I mean I think I think
0: those are pretty good life skills to
1: be able to <laughs> order food. So I think quick background story. You mentioned it. I was a BICU nurse. I had applied for nursing school literally the day before the deadline because it was 2008 and I'm looking around at everyone in 2008, like the job market, just hearing like I am a, a vision. I'm a visionary. Like I look way ahead and I sat in my room on Christmas break around this time actually. And I'm like, what do I want my life to be? I'm 18. But when I finish college, what's, what's there for me. And I was a graphic design major at the time. And I loved that and probably would have went to advertising and been fine. I'm very confident in my abilities to do well. But I was like, I don't want to do that. I was an athletic trainer in high school for four years. And I was like, oh, let's try nursing. So I applied. I knew I would get in because I had, I was a D1 athlete at the time at the school. My grades were great. And I was like, oh, this Application looks great. So, got my recs in, I applied. And at the same time, I was looking at that application, I said, Well, where do I go after that? Because I am the first daughter of two Caribbean parents. Oh, and education, you know. yeah. My mom's from Aruba, my dad's from Jamaica. My mom speaks Spanish, Portuguese, all oh, the deals. So cool. Didn't teach us a word. Love you, mom. And so I was like, I knew I had to go back to school. I just knew. So I was like, what's in nursing? What's in grad school is nursing? And back then, the only two things that came up were nurse practitioner and CRNA. And I was looking at nurse practitioner. I was like, just for off what I knew, don't anyone come from me. I was like, I do not want to be working at the hospital anymore like that. Like, I saw them at the bedside and I was like, nah, <laughs> like that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And so I saw CRNA. And I looked at the salaries and I said, oh, yeah, (laughs) I could do that that. after I graduate school. Yeah. So from then I said, that's what I want to do, because I knew that making that amount of money, I would be secure. Mm -hmm. Call it what you want. I knew that's what I needed to do. Now, me being young and naive, I didn't really know what that entailed, but I just had set it in my mind and I was going to do it. So fast forward, went to VICU step stepped down, immediately found a CVICU job. I couldn't get it initially. And so I just started working. Like, yeah. I didn't want to wait around just to get an ICU job. And so... Eight months after that, I applied, got in, like I worked at a very good ICU and started that journey of the Air Force, like I mentioned. And when I started school- Because I you started, knew you wanted the military
0: to pay for your degree. I knew that. DMP. I was looking at
1: that when I was yeah. like, how do I pay for this expense school? Yeah. Like, I yeah, looked yeah, at yeah. It, that, that too. And I found some some other scholarships, the Veterans Affairs Scholarship, but they had closed that funding down. It was time for me to go. And so I was like, well, okay, pivot. I guess it's military. And so when I started school in 2016, I stopped working. I was getting a stipend and from the military. So you pay about $1,200 $1, twice a month. And I was looking at my classmates and they were struggling. Like we went to expensive school. I went to Duke. Like there was no, by the time you leave there, it's $250,000 after everything. And I chose Duke on purpose, but I was looking at people struggling. They made it, obviously, and they could pay it back because of the skill set. but even I was feeling like a little tight in my finances. And I was like, well, I know I'm not going back bedside because I couldn't stand it, mainly the people. Like, I'm not gonna sit here, I'm trash bedside nursing. It was mainly the people and the scheduling and yeah. that I didn't like. And I said, I, me, and I was starting to figure out how the hospitals were working. We were talking about that briefly and how personalities Are Mm -hmm. just, they're contagious. One, and when people Mm -hmm. are upset and jealous and just gross, they can turn a whole tide of nurses against you. And I was like, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm like dreading going to work. I don't like being dependent on the military to send me money, even though I know they're Mm -hmm. supposed to. Yes. Waiting around for a check, this $1,200 check, like, oh, did it come in? Yeah. It was a check. Mail could, I don't know, it could be snowing and the mail doesn't come and I still don't have a check. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, no, this is like, that's where it clicked for me, like that instance. And I started like researching what do people do? And it didn't take me long because in nurse anesthesia school, you are exposed, your circle is immediately different. You are now in operating rooms with millionaires. Surgeons, other CRNAs. Come on, girl. The people who help surgeons select the right screws. That's a whole different class of people. So we were in the operating room. I'm learning anesthesia, but then the CRNA relief would come in and be like, oh, did you see the stocks? Oh, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I took the boat out with the girls. It was great. And I'm over here like (laughs) the boat. (laughs) The boat. (laughs) The boat. We, we, come, we come from the boat to America. We're talking about... And you have a <laughs> boat? And if people don't look like me, a boat. I'm training yeah. in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is different. Yeah. And so we'd be talking about anesthesia. And then I'd be like, can you tell me about... What do you mean? What, what about that? Oh, well, we all have real estate. We all own apartment buildings. We all invested together in an apartment building. Wow. Wow. So that like the circle. When I say the network makes your net worth, Mm -hmm. immediately I was like, oh, true. So half the time I would be getting pimped about questions of anesthesia. Half the time I'm pimping them about, oh, so what do you mean about APY and after repair value, ARV? So I had a two full Education systems. Yeah, in CRNA you had two school. clinicals going. You had the two. clinical of life and the clinical of CRNA school. Right. Smart. So I went to fuck Okay. And so I, halfway through CRNA school, I bought a home. Everyone's telling me, "Don't do that. You just just finish school. Don't don't buy a home." I have a home here in downtown Durham. Bought it for one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars. It's now worth three fifty-seven, because I said, "Look." And I'm listening to the people who've done it before around me Yeah. and now I have a, you know, a renter in there. And at that time I didn't know, I didn't get it, but then I moved to Las Vegas to start my career in the Air Force. And, you know, you have a choice of where to go. And I was like, well, where's the real estate the best out of these places? It was Las Vegas. Yeah. They were about to build a, you know, you look at city plans, they're about to build a Raiders stadium and they're getting all these new things in the city of Las Vegas so i went and i found a home for $200,000 now we're 389 and that i just have renters in and i put i started short term rentals with that i bought that so for So how much did rentals.
0: you start with paying down like cuz i mean you're, you're is it wait you're still you're you're done with school yeah sort of making money so did you put Las down Vegas, like 10 yeah. percent? did you put down like a full 20 percent
1: so for the house in durham they have down payment assistance a lot of cities have down payment assistance and i found this house specifically because i wasn't making income technically that money mm-hmm. that stipend is not counted as income and for the hpsp scholarship and so that house had like a deed on it that required it to be this is how they stopped or delayed gentrification The people having to move into that house have to have an income below a certain amount. It was a beautiful house. And so I was like, oh, that's me. I don't make any money, technically. And so I moved into that house, and I just lived there. And this is what I coach people on in my network and The Hive. Buy where you live. Everybody, if you're living there, someone else has to lay their head there. It's yeah. the easiest thing ever. If you're in nursing school somewhere, buy, and we can talk about rapid fire, whatever. But yeah, so nothing with that one. This next one, which is also why I joined the military, no payment down, now, no down payment because I was the VA, the VA loan. It's a VA loan. Right. Okay. Uh, but like I said, there's down payment assistance for everything. There's programs it. where you can buy a home fha 203 and they give you funds to renovate it and i'm just going to plug this in right now if i knew what i knew now as a nursing student i would have gotten a little cna job not little excuse me i was young at the time so i'm calling myself little yeah i would have gotten a part-time something that gives me a w-2 yeah and i would have taken that w-2 and taken it to a lender and bought a fourplex or a triplex or Something that would allow me to live in one one. and rent out the other with other nurses, something. I would have done that if I knew what I knew now. And after a year or after however many years of nursing school, I would have left and just hired a property management team and left and had a property of four doors. Wow. so how many, didn't know. so after Las Vegas, so as you're getting mm-hmm.
0: repositioned for the military, you're picking up property in these different spots that you're being stationed at. Is that what mm-hmm. I'm gathering? Mm-hmm. Okay. A little pick up here, a little
1: pick up there. And so, yeah. you know, three years came, Barrett came and went very quickly. I spent the last few years in Japan, enjoying the heck out of it. I really, really loved everything. A lot of people
0: like Japan. They say it's really oh, it's the culture's super neat. Yeah. And I was there
1: when the borders were closed. Oh, so COVID. Yeah. So I just got to skip around that place like no one there. It was the most peaceful thing I've ever experienced. I couldn't understand people. So I was just like on the train. You order food. You can order food. food. I can order food. (laughs) He thought he He was one person. And so then right before I left Japan, I was like, well, I haven't bought in a while. I started coaching and doing all these things inside. Then I just bought my most recent property in August in Puerto Rico. Um, So. I'm oh, Puerto Rican, so I was very. impressed oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I'm moving. So I'm going to be living there half time, actually.
0: I know. Wow. I know. Wow. You're going to be on the yeah. island. I love um, I'm that a Caribbean island.
1: girl. I'm a Caribbean yeah. girl. So I need the water. I need the ocean, and there's strategy behind that. There's tax benefits to moving over there. Yeah. um So that's one thing. And then I just started my next endeavor, which is actually raising private money to, because this is what I learned, this is what actually people do, is they raise money, either their friends or their whatever, to buy the bigger buildings, the bigger apartments. Syndications. Yeah. So I have now put together my first syndication, yep, called Ancestis Capital. And I am now bringing in nurses and bedside nurses at very, very low, like, very low barrier to entry. Like usually it's like 50 K to start getting into syndications. Yeah. I'm like, like more than, I don't know the word. It's way less than that. Like overtime shift less that you can get in for these types of things. And so I spent a lot, like just listening to everyone paying coaches, understanding the game. And now that's what I'm doing is bringing the syndications to people operating the projects i have this big one coming up here in north carolina and so that's where i'm trying to take people is me being you putting your money in i'm also teaching people as i go around because i can't just take your money that's just how i'm wired so taking their you know investing it giving them interest back but also filming the behind the scenes and coaching people through what is actually happening on the job sites and so you're paying and you're getting you're investing getting interest and you're also learning So that's That's my mission is to, like, teach people what I'm doing. Maybe you don't want to do this and operate a whole project yourself. Maybe you just want to invest and make passive income, truly passive income. And so I'm helping nurses also do that.
0: So how are you going to do part-time CRNA and then live half the year in Puerto Rico? Are you going to be working as a CRNA in Puerto Rico? No, 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 no. So you're going to be working part-time six months out of the year and not working oh, maybe six months it's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah it's amazing yeah so from north carolina it's a three-hour flight to puerto rico mm-hmm. and so i'm thinking i'm working I just to make sure you clap the...
0: when the plane lands all puerto ricans clap when the plane lands really we all clap oh 100 we're just thankful god got us on the ground are you kidding me we all clap Oh, yeah. oh, okay, God. I will. I will. <laughs> just so that you know, the culture okay. of the Whatever the play that. Leads, everybody's like, bye, bye, <laughs> <"Yeah.">
1: <laughs> Okay, I will. I think it's going to be a quarterly thing. Like okay. A few, like, at <laughs> least four months out of the, every month, or excuse me, one month out of the quarter, I'll be living over there just as a nice little R&R type deal. That is deal. so cool. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm moving some of my businesses there. <laughs> So there's just different ways there's Act 20 and Act 22. Look it up if you're trying to shield your money from taxes. It's legal tax shielding. Is, like tax yeah. reduction is legal. Yeah, so you're like, oh, yeah.
0: Taxes. You're the worst because you don't pay them. But I'm really smart because I don't pay I them. I just read. I know
1: how to read, <laughs> yes. and so does my accountant. <laughs> my CPA. <laughs> I tell people in my networks like put together a team of people. Like put together your, together your board of advisors. The world, especially the United States, runs off of treating you like a business. But we don't treat ourselves that way. Oh, that is we so good. We operate within businesses. We are pawns in someone else's business scheme. Take hospital, Girl, I
0: am legitimately going to quote that. Keep going. Keep going. Because I love yeah, that so yeah. much, what you just said.
1: So, like, I have a course on this. It's called Treat Yourself Like a Business. We, people are like, oh, I don't know what to start an LLC. Just start an LLC with you could be a, your a marketer you could be marketing for your services like you could be an advertising agency that pitches yourself out if you're a travel nurse and you market yourself and we, that's an llc that's a business you start a youtube channel it doesn't matter if anybody watches your stuff you're a business <laughs> Yes. Show up high to five minute video. It's business. It doesn't matter how successful your business is. Just letting people know that. Yeah. And when you operate that way and you charge whatever, and I can't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, this is not financial advice. So I'll leave it there. I'll park it there. Um, yeah. As an LLC, you can write things off. You have a home office. It's a written off. Your cell phone, a write-off. Your insurance, a write-off. So you start operating that way. And all of a sudden, your life is written off, and you have now reduced your tax liability, your taxable income. And me, you know, keeping it real, I my business on its own, not anesthesia, made hundred eighty thousand dollars without me trying. And I was like, oh, I gotta get this. Is a lot of money that is. But you're will talking be taxed.
0: like a, aside from your real estate this is aside from your income your crna income yes so aside from like the money you get from your rentals aside from your crna your businesses through like course creation
1: yes keep going tell me all this stuff yeah uvia shop uvia is a blue light glasses company put that on right now (laughs) these right here shop uvia oops yeah. Shopuvia.com. It's blue Light glasses. And I, I started this while I was in CRNA school because we were going to be on the computer a lot. And I was like, I went on Amazon and I saw, I didn't like them. I was like, this is yeah. not cute. So I found a suppliers and I started marketing to healthcare providers and that generated a cool, like, I would say 2k a month after all expenses. And I, that's when I like really, it really clicked for me what, cause I did that while I was in school cause I wanted some extra income yeah. and that was like my first, I kind of forget about it. Cause it's kind of on autopilot now. Like I don't do anything for it. I've hired, you know, shippers and people who do the marketing and all she, of that you're
0: Incredible! Now. You're incredible girl. <laughs> so you've got yeah. the eyeglasses and then your courses, mm-hmm. social media. I'm sure you've got social media
1: sponsorships, things you know, coming so in. Funny. I do. So I'm the worst. I tell them, I'm the worst influencer in the world. Like I have an entire email inbox of people who are like, we'll pay you three grand to post this, whatever. And I look at it, I'm like, well, one, I wouldn't use it. I, and I, I'm proud of myself for that like I don't just take the next yeah, exactly. it's just not me it's not in my character and this is no shade no tea to end the influencers getting out like get your money honey that's just yeah. not that's just not my cup of tea I'm here to do something else with social media that's not to say I'm leaving a lot of money on the table so I think in 2023 I'm about to like really become an influencer yeah but like yeah I have some like affiliate codes like affiliate links, links. yeah links chef's kiss of things that you actually use just for anyone here anybody can like become an affiliate anybody can like make user-generated content like everybody could be making money online right now easily so yes that generated about one hundred eighty thousand dollars. that is insane but to me that's scary i don't like that money just sitting there now you're at tax liability right and who's gonna take it uncle sam all of it half of it yes so i was like when it started to put everything together, like it all started clicking in my brain, why people are throwing holiday parties at the end of the year?
0: Because they'd rather give, give it to their employees than to give it to the
1: government. It's a tax write-off. Why not? It's a tax write-off. Treat treat yourself to your employees. Treat yourself. And, and I'm so, like, oh, yeah, no, then, give the no. give it, then give it to the yeah. government. No, then give it to the government. Yeah, The government does it. The military, military does it. They buy all these at the end of the fiscal year, c- computer, this TV, that it's all money. So back in the spirit of treating yourself like a business, if we understood that. Thanks
0: for listening to the episode. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I wanted to take this time and remind you to check out the Success NP Etsy shop. It's a shop that I design with my best girlfriend, Cute nurse practitioner gear, hats, bags, anything you could think of, as well as adorable digital products, mom life stuff. So resources for nurses to come. We're just excited about our shop. It's another way to support the podcast and to get really cool gear. Check it out and be sure to tell your friends about the podcast as well as the Etsy shop if you'd like. And what I'm building here, any promotion, any sharing, helps build my audience, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the episode. But
1: at the end of the year, everything that you have made, if you didn't invest it in your 401k, in your 403b, in your TSP, in an IR, and in, in a REIT, if you didn't invest it, it's now taxable income. But unless, when you you're it, unless, unless you're a business. Unless you're a business. But when you get it off your books, yeah. off the books, and you invest it, Yeah. You have reduced your tax liability. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to tax that. Why? Because it's gone. It's invested. And a lot of the billionaires and the millionaires choose real estate because real just becoming a real estate investor is a huge... They send you a check. They'll send you a check for being a real estate investor. This is crazy. And so you can do it passively. I have a link on my Instagram through Fundrise. It's you're investing in people... Go and find these apartment buildings in all these great cities, and other people are doing the work. You put your little money in there. I was investing $500 a month when I wasn't operating the syndicate just right off my phone. And it's just you are now a real estate investor, and you can print a tax document from these places, these automated ones, and give it to your ta- TurboTax, whoever does your taxes, and dust your hands of it. You're now a real estate investor.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, well, guys, she has dropped so many nuggets. Like, if you're thinking, how do I create passive income? She's just given you five to six ideas of things to do right there, right now, that you can start figuring out and investing in yourself. And she has turned her side hustles into making her job. Now, one of the side hustles. The job has gone yes. from the maid hustle to now another one of the side hustles. It's almost like you turn all your pawns, or maybe you had like one pawn, but now you have like a king, a queen, a rook. You're playing chess like and you're no longer oh, playing with little tiny pawns game. moving one step at a time. Now you're dashing across the chessboard. You're the playing. Rook a different okay. game. You're playing a different game. No, this is, this is huge. And one of the things I always ask all these business owners that I talk to is what is one of the most challenging aspects that you had to overcome in creating the business? And then one way that your nursing degree helped you have an edge. So mm. how did you have an edge because of your background as a nurse? And then what's one thing that you're
1: like, this is a grind because I didn't have a yep. background as a business. Yeah. Tell me, tell me that yeah. if you don't mind. So I don't mind at all. Such a good question, by the way. Uh, one thing that is different in our education as nurses is there's no financial classes. Doctors have a course, at, at least an elective, on how to manage their money. We don't have that. And so we should change that. Oh, anyway, I'm on a mission. A, that's, a, that's a whole nother thought for another day. But I'm on ahead. a mission, like no, that's smart. some type of elective for something. Yes, but and so I, I would teach it as yeah. a nurse. I mean, like any of us. Come yeah. on, let's go. I um, mean, right? Go ahead. As a nurse, I was not taught. We were we were taught to take orders, like we are brought up to wait until somebody tells us to do something, or someone puts a script in so that we can do something that mindset is hindering i'm grateful and i always like to say this on every podcast everything i'm very privileged i know my privilege i know where i came from to have two parents in the in the home who pushed education for me who taught me how to speak for myself and stand up for myself that is not for that everyone doesn't have that so having that privilege and understanding and knowing when something doesn't feel right, and something is off, is something that was innate for me. But coming in to answer your question, as a nurse, that nursing gut gives me a leg up. That, that knowledge of like, oh, something is off. Something's about to pop off. That patient is looking a little, mm, yes. put that outside the room. Put like, that, I can tell, we have an innate, like emotional intelligence is huge and we could talk to someone and be like, Oh, you're a schemer. I'm not doing business with you.
0: (laughs) Like you're shady. You're shady. Yeah.
1: And so like, as a nurse, I think that's something that is unstoppable, but yeah, something I didn't have is that knowledge, but but I went and I, you found it for yourself for it. Yes. Yes.
0: So I I, am a
1: sponge. Yes. No. And that was one of the things that I
0: was thinking about as you were talking. I was like, So one of the things I love is that you call yourself privileged privileged, because all of us have a leg up in one way or another. And one of us may or may not, all of us have something that brings us All of us.
1: All of us. us. So like, we live in the United States. A lot of us live in the United States. We walk outside without a bomb dropping on our head. Privilege. Did we not see what happened in in Afghanistan? Women can't go to school now. Privilege. I don't want to hear a damn thing about. We have internet, <laughs> we are on the same page
0: because that was one of the things that really bothered me was that there's this rhetoric and that's one thing. That's why I bring it up. What did you have to overcome? Because we're mm. all overcoming something regardless of yeah. the color of our skin, regardless of our age, our background, wherever we came from, we're having to overcome something. All of us. All of us. And so I have a, I look at my, they're like, oh, you I had a friend. she said, oh, you're not privileged. Cause your dad is black. I said, are you kidding me? I am so privileged because my yep. father is African American. I don't play
1: into that game either. I don't play into
0: I'm... it either because I look at it and I'm like, have you met my dad? Like did you meet him? Like have you met my mom? Have you I'm met my mom? School board,
1: baby? Like,
0: mm-mm. I'm I'm with you on that. It is not a matter of skin color that nope. allows privilege or no privilege. It is a matter of looking and seeing, hey man, what it I, is. What it is. What did I have that gives me a leg up in life? The leg
1: up. Because we're all dealing with things we have to overcome. There are things I have to overcome. People hate when I say this, but I, guess I don't say it publicly often, but I felt really comfortable saying it here. Like, we have, us, especially people living listening to this podcast right now, we are top earners. More, than, more often than not, the people who are listening to this, we are top earners in the world. Yes. Yes. I don't have time to hear you talk about
0: nothing <laughs> no you're 100 correct it. yes get after it you've got no yeah. excuse and wherever yeah. you've come from we all dealing with we stuff. acknowledge it we we're acknowledge, acknowledge it. it we acknowledge we it we say hey listen these are things that are hard because i had Immigrant parents. These are things that were easy because I had immigrant parents. I had right. immigrant parents that were like, education always. And I also had right. immigrant parents that I was like, okay, so I don't really understand the English that well, or I understand it, mm. but I'm saying words wrong. And there's things that I'm me, struggling that with that on my me. English. Yes. And so I would, write, you know, I, I used Anyways. to say underpit. And I was like, my dad was like, what's underpit? And I was like, you know, the pit under your arm. And my dad was like, it's called armpit. Annette, what are you teaching our kids? Like, you know, it was just, that was life for me, right? And it was a beautiful part of it, but it's also one of those things that's like, well, I mean, that was a little difficult, like, going to school and right. finding out,
1: like, I was calling things the wrong day because my mom's Puerto Rican. So funny, that was me. So, yes. you're No, but you're so right. And it's like, I also do want to say, I can sit here and be like, I never wanted for food. I never had to think twice about dinner being on the table. Yeah. It might not um, have been good, but it was there. Right. <laughs> was and the I will not sit here and also say that, you know, <laughs> there was days where my mom would be like, we don't have money for McDonald, Like, we don't have money for that. But I do want to acknowledge, like, there are people who come from some very rough circumstances yeah. that things that I don't even like, I can't even imagine are happening mm-hmm. to them. Yes. And I want And and so in terms of privilege, and when I say that word, that's what I mean. I have never had to wonder about food, shelter, water, anything. And so I can't even speak to those experiences of people who have. And so when we come on these podcasts and we talk about these things and why I preach and say all the, as much as I can, it's for those types of people who don't have, who aren't in the networks that I'm in, who aren't in the rooms that I'm in. So I'm going to come out here and just say, in hopes that we all can reach those points and pinnacles of life where we're not having to scrap and fight all the time for everything. Yes. Because that's that's what a lot of people's real world experiences are. Yes.
0: And again, I think what you're saying is so poignant because it is true. There are people that have struggles that we have no idea what they're going through. And when I hear about Mm -hmm. my mom and when she was raised in Puerto Rico and the things that she Mm. endured to get to the united states and how she is so scrappy and such a hard right. because of what she came from and realizing i'm one generation separated from that just one it's, it's humbling but it also makes me realize like i've got no excuses because my mom literally had to go get water from a well and bring it okay. to her house. like we don't understand what it was we have no, to yeah. up. We have no understanding of that no and so Again, and my mom doesn't act privileged. She's one of the hardest working people. My dad literally would say she will work you under the table. You can't outwork her. Right. She's in her sixties, you know? So it's that mentality of just working yeah. through it. And again, it was tough, but at the same time, she doesn't focus and fixate and on it. And our example.
1: Just... Like our examples yeah. are work work your ass off. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I hate that that there's like a, hey, love hate. Like you need hard work. For the, it's 2022, about to be 2023. And unfortunately, hard work is the currency right now. My goal is for hard work, hard beating like struggle, not to be the currency of my children. I don't want that to have to be what they exchange in the world to be seen as valuable, to be seen as a person, to be treated the same and like a lot of us right now we are changing that for our future generations. So right now hard work is our currency. You have yeah. to work hard.
0: Yeah. So and so by working hard and working smart, which is what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. you allow the generation behind you to work creatively, to work out of a sense of overflow, to not be stressed and think if I don't I'm not going to be able to pursue that. I'm not going to be able to work in the Itchy guy. It, itch, guy. itchy guy. Yeah. Icky guy. I won't yeah. be able to work in that spot. It would be so yeah. great if you were able to be launched into the world working in that zone. Yeah. the icky guy that you can just go like, this is where I started and to have such a fulfilling career from the beginning. And by doing this work for ourselves, we can then put that next generation onto the map yeah. in a different way, which I think is yeah. really, really cool. So what yeah. is one thing if you could go back to yourself and say... Aisha, you're brand new. What is one thing you would have told her to hold on to piece of advice, you know, mm-hmm. going forth, marching forward and thinking about all these ideas. And one thing you would tell her when you hear this, this is garbage, throw it away. So what yeah, is one thing gosh. to hold on to one piece, throw it yeah. away. It's crap.
1: One, I'm sorry. It's two, two things I would hold on to is one people meet you as deeply as they have met themselves so when you have that snotty nosed karen nurse on the unit who you just can't understand why she's so mean to you why she won't help you that is truly her insides coming out and maybe no one helped her maybe her husband cheated on her last week still no excuse but that has nothing to do with you you are not a bad nurse you are not a bad woman you're not a bad man they whatever you identify as you are so worthy of someone treating you appropriately so that's something that i would keep second thing i would keep is do not listen to a soul who has not done what you're trying to do what comes out of their mouth does not freaking matter i love
0: that yes if someone's the criticizing of times you, that's doing so less sense. than you. <laughs> if, if someone's criticizing you, that's Maybe. doing less than you. Did I hear something? Don't spend any time on that. Don't spend on time. Don't spend any time at on all. That.
1: Yes. Laugh that's inside beautiful. yourself. Chuckle and move on. The amount of times I heard people who were not on CBICU, oh, they're going to eat you up alive there. You're with me on the step down. I don't. What do you know about that? Oh, CRNA school is so hard. You're never going to get in. They tried three times to get in. Well, I got in on the first try. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that stuff was noise to me. All Let it be noise. noise. Call it stubborn, whatever. I Like, it was laughable. So those are things I would hold on to. Something that I would throw away or advice. Anything that had fear oh, good. in it. So good. Anything with, I'm scared to do that. Wouldn't you be nervous? Anything that is not, and I mean this, anything that does not sound like, oh, that's a great idea. Do you need help? Or, oh, have you met with so-and-so? They can maybe help you with this. They've done something similar. If it doesn't sound like that, I have no ears for it. Friends, family, cousin, I don't need to hear it. If you are not supporting me, it could be the dumbest idea. Whatever that is. I don't even want to say dumb. You could be like, I want to like tie people's shoes for a living. You better support me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the business? If, at least what's the business plan? Yes, at least I like, was the business <laughs> plan. <laughs> Seriously, but like, if, and you know <laughs> that, tie might your shoes, like, <laughs> yeah, that might be a good question. Whatever, that might <laughs> be a good question. What's your business plan? <laughs> <laughs> what's your business plan? But that's what I'm saying. That's that's constructive. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, that's constructive. Maybe, <laughs> oh well yeah that business plan doesn't sound too good <laughs> help me that way yes but the fear-based conversation i have no room for it like ooh, it's a recession man. ask millionaires i don't take advice from people who are not millionaires is it no i'm serious it hasn't and it's not even like the amount of money but no, like, i love it go to the people you, that are doing it yeah you still work five times a week with overtime to maintain your bills no shade no tea but you are not like, I can't take advice from you. It's like yeah. if you're married and there's your friend who has not had a long relationship longer than a year, trying to tell you how to be in your marriage.
0: Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. Red
1: flag. So yeah. that's kind of like what I, that's life advice. You're not where I so am. Good. I'm not taking your advice.
0: <laughs> that is so good.
1: I love that guys.
0: That is again, put that in your piggy bank store that because that is a piece of solid, solid money-making advice operating outside of fear. And I have, there's this girl I follow on Instagram. Her name is Fearless Miranda. She's the CEO owner of Street Parking, which is this CrossFit designed workout she does. She comes, she comes up with it every week. She sends you the workout. It's a great program. I love it. I do it. I've done it my whole pregnancy. She's got mama support. So if you're in pregnancy mode, she'll like send you special little workouts, but her Instagram handle is fearless Miranda. And I like, love that. there's something about her Instagram handle that just inspires me because every time she opens up Instagram, she's got fearless miranda at the top of it it's a constant reminder to stay away from living in fear because it holds you back from things it's it it constricts you it paralyzes you it does nothing to grow you it only does everything to break you small and so i literally have on my vision board right here live without fear i have it written right in front of me because i love that advice so much and if we lived without fear if we moved into the areas that we are afraid i talk about this all the time on my podcast mm. you're living like right you move into areas where you're like i'm afraid you never feel more alive you are just are doing it you're still operating you're, like you're
1: moving there yeah no that's such a that's such good advice and the moment i understood like what fear was and how it manifested and showed up at other people yeah. and how it is almost it's their mantra what you are saying is your mantra so if you're over here always i'm scared to blank you're gonna be mm-hmm. scared to do it and you're not
0: yeah yeah
1: so what are we saying you know we spell words out like it's a spell we are putting casting spells when we speak we yes. are talking yeah. and the laws so of attraction i would be yeah Laws of attraction, like I'm terrified. I hate public speaking. I hate going up in front of a podium, in front of a room. But I've been given the opportunity so many times to do it. I'm like, well, clearly I must be supposed to do it. And so I'm shaking, like my voice quivers. But I will do it anyways. Do it every single time. Yeah. And I think that's also why I'm able to hop on the podcast now. And no big deal. What's the question? Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. And so anyone listening that acknowledge the fear is not to say that fear isn't uh, a thing because it is. And there's, there's good fear, right? Like there's good, healthy jumping fear. off. you
0: know, yeah, there's healthy fear. <laughs> there's things that like, we should acknowledge, like you should be afraid to jump off a bridge without a, you know, on this on and you know, should. just jump off. Like, that's probably not a good idea, but right. at the same time, like think it through, like, why do you want to jump off the bridge? Well, it's, it's on my bucket list. Okay. Well, maybe we should get a bungee cord. Maybe we should
1: do the things that are going to help you. come back safety. Right, just and if you so don't like, jump off the bridge. Just means, right. it's not on. Let's just let's and do so it. And so my fears around like making the moves and the risk, and people say, "Oh, it's risky," and all this other stuff. Nursing to me is that bungee cord. It's that harness. It's, oh, oh, that's my safety come net. Come on, girl, the safety net. I no, said I mentioned exactly it earlier. Exactly what if it is. Hit the fan. I will go pick up an extra ten shifts, like that, and I've made the money back. There was a point, I lost $11,000 two years ago. I invested it into this bus thing that I was going to put on outdoorsy, rent a bus. yeah. And, you know, learned about contracts. The person, you know, we made a verbal contract and he didn't abide by it. And I I invested $11,000. And he's like, well, you know, that's your down payment. And the contract says, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, this is how y'all work. And there was a point where I was like, either I can hold on to this money there's 11,000 or I can release it and say, it's going to come back to me. It was a lot of money to me at the time.
0: No, a it's a lot of money. 11,000. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah.
1: And I there was one and I just sat there and I said, I'm going to release it. And that money, that 11,000, I was going to come back around. And I think six months later, I paid $15,000 to get into a coaching course, put it on my credit cards. And I opened up my first course, like a line hive and made fifty thousand dollars like coaching people. And I just remember being like, Okay, I have to like let things go. I have to let fear go. It was like such a lesson and what you hold yeah. on to and grip so tight, you can suck the life out of it. And mm-hmm. so releasing, acknowledging the fear because I was afraid I would never make any money. I was afraid like that was one of my worst fears is losing money. Yeah. I'm gonna make a bad investment, I'm gonna lose money. Yeah. Like money is so cyclical. It's like a relation. I I, I, I could talk all. There's day all, this. yeah, I was going to say,
0: there's like a lot of trauma on money that people Ooh, go I through. I talk about this. Yeah. I talk about
1: money traumas and like what we were growing up hearing, like, well, we don't have money for that. You yes. know, your mom would say, we don't have, we can't afford that right now. Yeah. Or your grandma, grandpa would stash money under their bed.
0: Yeah, like, oh, Grant Cardone talks money. about it too. I've heard him talk mm, about like money trauma, yeah. Grant Cardone. He's just like, I don't raise my kids with this idea of they can't have stuff or where, you know, he's like, you can figure this out. We can get it. Yeah. You know, it's a different mindset than like, we can't afford that. Then to go like, no, we can't. It's just, we're going to have to do this. Let's do so, something
1: for it. Yes. That's me right it's... now. Fundraising for this, this syndicate. Yeah. Like there's been times where they're like, oh no, we can't, we can't fund that. And it was like, okay, we got to, like, we're going to find a way to do this. Yes. And it's I've just I've heard him pitch. say that. It's really inspiring. He raises his daughters. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I need to, I need yeah. to listen. Cause that's, that's my mindset. That's how I operate. Like, I don't believe in a no. I don't believe in can't. Like it's going to work. Yeah. Some way, somehow I'm going to yeah. figure it out. Yes. And so I know there are a lot of people who listen to these podcasts and they're like, they're really fearful. And I want to acknowledge that. I get that. A lot of this is so scary. It's scary when it's new, but I challenge people to think if and ask themselves would you be okay in a year if you were still in the same place doing the same exact thing that is one of the scariest things to me yeah is 365 days to go by and i'm just doing the same thing
0: yeah no that's really good that's really good because i mean again nature loves movement running brooks Mm. moving trees, everything is Mm -hmm. in some type of changing and flux. And I've talked to so many nurse practitioner entrepreneurs that say that life is like a heartbeat. The reading on a heart rate, mm. the tracing of an EKG, that there's ups and there's downs yeah. and there's highs and there's lows. And there's just these moments. And that's what your heart does every single time it pumps. And that that rhythm that you see on an EKG mm-hmm. is essentially Pressures. And, the, and so ooh, I could take yeah. that
1: far with physiology. That's beautiful. Isn't that? The pressure's it's so, here. Yes. <laughs>
0: take it's a deep everywhere. It's, it's a that's theme. awesome. It's a theme in life. And so when you look at that theme, you have to also realize that that is in business, that that is in... Every moment, every facet, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to mm-hmm. be moments that you're just afraid There's you, you do it anyway, and then it's okay, and then it's not okay, and then it's... D- right. And, the, and the, That's astral, the journey of it. Yeah. And it's the T-wave, and it's... It, I mean, it's right. all there. It's so beautiful when you see That's that... beautiful. ...these themes reverberate in different areas of our lives. It's just... I could literally talk to you all day, because I feel like oh. you and I are just so alive. No, We got to... We got like to hour. It's been an hour. But what I want to do is our rapid fire. I know, I know. Okay, let's do it. In an hour. We've had like wow. so, we've talked so deep. It's been so incredible. Uh, so it. let's go ahead and do rapid fire. And like my poor guest, so I want them to hear some funny things about you. So here we go. You okay. ready? Okay. What are you most grateful for in the whole world?
1: Mm. Take a deep breath. Okay. I think I am most grateful for my health it keeps me clear it keeps me able to see vision follow my senses follow my gut because when i'm healthy and that's just not you know when i'm healthy i'm able to just fully take in all that is around me to make the decisions to be to experience seasons life everything so i would say most grateful for my health
0: love that answer if you yeah. had to give a book to someone to read which book would it be
1: mm guy. this is light blue book, Japanese and if you type book. in I-K-I-G-A-I, yeah, I'm going to get the name, because it's yeah, such a good book. send it to me, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay.
0: And then, yeah. what do you find is the best age to be?
1: Ooh, best age. This is going to sound how it's going to sound, but I would say the age you are right now, really accepting where you are not wishing you were younger not wishing you were older and really relishing the fact that you get to be like two ten toes down like waking up every day so whatever age you are right now yeah, that's beautiful. like stop taking that for granted <laughs> that's so
0: beautiful well so, yeah. said Oh my gosh. It's been such, again, like eyes tear up because it's so beautiful. It's true. It's wherever you are right now. That's all you have is today. All you have. And so plant that seed, start looking into that real estate. You know, how do I get funding for that? How do I start doing that work today? Plant the seed today so that you can be a different person 365 years from now. You can be that person that is like, Hey, listen, I literally went from working five days at the bedside, burned out, tired, exhausted, to now I do three days and I have way more bandwidth and I'm able to do this everything well part-time. And I've come up with a glasses line and I've come up with whatever it yes. is. Whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it, is, it is, nurse. It is. You want to open up your own nurse practitioner business and you want to start doing aesthetics, start coffee shops, freaking... whatever Nail. it is that's you that's in your what is it? The icky guy. Whatever your yeah. icky guy what is just go and find it yeah yep. and they then experience. where can people find you because what if they're like yeah. okay i need help finding my icky guy i need help yeah. understanding how to get started where do they find yeah. you how can you help them i want you to just yeah. share like a shameless plug
1: yeah okay so if you i would first start on um the ditch the bedside network i know the name is jarring or whatever it is but that is how i'm helping people create distance from the bedside distance from really whatever healthcare job that you have and creating enough space to find the life's work find your life's mission so ditch the bedside network that's on mighty networks but to get there you can just go to aishaallen.com a-i-s-h-a a L L E N dot com. And I would definitely follow myself on Instagram, Aisha underscore C R N A. That's A I S H A underscore C R N A. Hit me up on messaging there. Now, you know, most of my DMs I answer on the network. I've taken a little bit of a step back on IG. I'm really pouring into the network aspect of things. I'm in there monthly for a monthly session. This 2023 theme is real estate and putting together your board of advisors and like creating that path and one quick thing i want to say to people is like you don't have to this lifetime is not meant for you to figure it all out if you just passed on the lessons to the next generation you have done more than enough don't feel like you have to build all of this right now and do all of the things and Mm -hmm. leave your kid a rolls royce and a range rover pass on the lessons and you have knowledge change the next generation
0: yeah yeah. yeah. And and it's funny because as you pass on the le- the lessons, you're gonna find yourself feeling a level of what I call false integrity, that as you mm. talk about it and you share with your children what it needs to look like, and then you do something opposite, you're gonna find yourself realizing I'm not being honest with my kid. Right. And it's gonna actually cause you to be accountable, is what it's gonna and cause do it. you to do and to do it. And Ooh, so love that. just yeah, just by just even talking about it and saying Sharing. like, oh, these are things I believe in. And then you go off and do something different. You're going to be like, I'm a hypocrite, and you're going to notice the hypocrisy in yourself, and it's going to cause you to have to either stop talking about oh. it. or That go sounds like
1: parent thing, man. Having kids, like, <laughs>
0: it's so good for you,
1: man. It's so good <laughs> for you. Make you a better person.
0: It can't. Some people are worse. They just, they just stay right. But if you are, you know, someone that desires to be better and you want to show better, and if you have that heart in you as you talk about it, it's, it'll just transform you because that's how it is, right? That. As you talk about, and again, you're talking to yourself. You're manifesting. You're, we call it manifesting, but what you meditate on, what you focus on, what you fixate people on. People want to call it. It's all the same. It's it's that same concept of just yep. focusing, fixating, prayer. Um, yeah it's it's the dreaming it's dreaming big it's
1: mm-hmm. all the
0: things i love it i have so yeah, enjoyed great. this conversation with you today oh, it was easy it was easy it was chill it was like so organic i'm so thankful for your time.
1: thank you oh thank, thank you. you yeah mama to be again <laughs> oh i'm so excited i cannot wait oh. so
0: tired but so excited so thank and you, you for you're wrapping
1: this, this up day. too right you're up, you're calling it quits on this for a little bit. So I was going to, but I don't, I don't know. I like. You're having a good time.
0: That's the thing. This is actually a, a joyful thing for me. I enjoy meeting nurses. I enjoy having these conversations. I enjoy producing the content. I enjoy getting people to come back to me and say, that was super helpful. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like those messages for me, keep me going. And oh, so, that. yeah, if I, if I end up needing to have an, a major abdominal surgery to have a baby again, then I will give myself time to heal. Good. And I think that space is needed. I don't know what that's going to look like. And again, because I've been so driven working part-time mommying and doing this side hustle podcast right. and the other stuff, I find that I, I have a feeling it's going to be hard for me to turn it off. Cause it's one of those uh-huh. things you just grind and you just keep grinding. Yeah. So when the grind stops, you're like, "Oh, I'm wasting so get... much time." <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I feel like that,
1: but then I don't know no, how it's gonna be with a baby, been, so I don't oh, know. Oh, it's a mental thing, man. That has know. been so hard for me. I come home and I tell my partner, "I'm like, I don't feel like I did anything today," and he's like, <laughs> "You did this. Did you did this." Thing. Yes. I, I, my therapist sat me down one day and was like, girl, you're nuts. But not like that. But
0: yeah, um, no, it's true. Yeah, like she I knows that like, yeah, it's too much. And that's, and that's the thing that I think because of, I, I think also the, my way I was raised, it was just like,
1: you just grind, just grind. Go, go, go. Girl, yeah. we have a whole nother, we might need to have another podcast that's like, maybe I'm on one of mine one day. <laughs> yes. I would love that.
0: Invite me anytime. Yeah. Like, I would okay, love that. Awesome. You am going to come on and chat. We can just chat and just be chill. I and, love that. Yeah, let me know. I'm totally this. Yes, we need more of these conversations, and I think, especially, and again, this is not even going to be on the podcast. It's just for me and you to talk. But like, especially with like being African American and being other, you know, Afro Latino, and having these conversations, I'm so sick of hearing that I'm I'm underprivileged and all these different things. So that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave me a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. News podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information. help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the DrNursePodcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services.
1: See mama Bye, I mama. Bye.